And that's being assertive. There's a lot of times, especially at work, I notice that I hold my tongue when I don't have to. Or I shouldn't. I just don't I just I I don't want to argue with you so bad that I'm just willing to just hold my tongue and just agree with you almost. Just so you get the fuck out of my face. Like you know what I mean? Like you might say something dumb that I don't agree with. But I'll just be like, ha, yeah, you know, and play it off because I just want you to fucking leave. Rather than sitting here and getting this back and forth with you about why I think what you said was dumb as shit. You know what I mean? Is that bad? Welcome to the Average AF Podcast with your hosts, Adam McElroy and Stephen Hardy. Hey guys, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. This is episode 23. I am here with Steve as always. Hey, what's going on people? Um, but yeah, it's episode 23, so this is the, the Michael Jordan of all podcast episodes. <laughs> Hopefully we can live up to the, that expectation. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and then this episode's actually going to be released on New Year's Day, so happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. Um, and then we're going to have to do the obligatory best of 2019 here a little later. And then, uh... I did want to mention, too, uh, that we do appreciate you guys because we have been getting more and more listeners lately. Uh, We're noticing even our older episodes are getting more and more plays. So the people that have listened or new listeners are listening to old ones, too. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. You showed me a little bit earlier that we have 20 perfect Yep. Ratings. Yep. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we will not have 21 perfect ratings. I'm daring somebody. Come on. (laughs) Give us four. Give us a four star. And we will accept it as long as you give us some legitimate criticism as to why you gave us a four or three or two or I'll be at a fucking one. But I dare you to give us (laughs) one. I dare you. Just Yeah, guys. I mean, we we obviously appreciate all the five star reviews and. Uh, there's or five star ratings, but there's twenty of them right now, uh, all five stars. I and mean, it's cool, but we're the type of people that like to improve, I and mean, you know, kind of the general theme of the show is bettering yourself. And we don't know what we suck at, so let us know. Give us a four star with reason. Steve just challenged somebody. We will not have twenty one. We will not have twenty one five star no. ratings. I don't know if that's going to make people go one way or the other. People might say, well, fuck you. You are going to have 21 <laughs> five-star ratings. Never know. Um, but I did want to actually start off this episode with a little story uh, that I think I think you'll enjoy. Uh, I didn't think this was super funny, honestly, the, when, I, when I was telling Jessica about it. All right. I was just kind of... It was... Something that came up, and I was like, oh, yeah, when I was younger, you know, this happened, and uh-huh. she's just been laughing about it for like four days now, so... Four days. Yeah. It just keeps bringing it up and laughing <laughs> her ass off. Uh, so, when I was like 13, 14, something like that, I don't know the exact situation, but 
we had a phone call or you know saw somebody somewhere i'm not sure yeah but somebody said you know tell your mom hi for me or something along those lines right yep okay a couple days later my mom uh happens to bring up that person and i said oh by the way you know they said hi a couple days ago she's like oh okay you know cool whatever and i was like isn't it kind of weird how when people say like hey tell your mom hi or whatever you just never do it (laughs) and she was like what you don't tell me when people say hi and i was like (laughs) No, I opposite of the time I, now. I just thought you just—it was a courtesy thing, and okay, people just said it, and like, so you've literally never done it. No, I never <laughs> relayed that message until I was like fourteen, and my mom was like, and I, I was like, isn't it funny how like you never, like, just speaking for everybody, I was like, you never tell people hi, and she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, what, like. Oh no! So well. Jessica's just been laughing about that because for half my life now, I just haven't <laughs> been saying like, "Hey, Steve says hi." I just didn't think it was important. I didn't think it mattered. I didn't think it meant anything. Oh man! And she just That's pretty funny. Though. She was just like, "What are you like? Who ever <laughs> said that?" And I was like, "I don't know. Nobody says that so and so said hi to me." I mean, <laughs> if I remember, yeah, I tried to. But hey, that reminded me of a story. Four or five days ago now, somebody at work came up to me, recognized me from the podcast. He said, see me on Facebook. And he's like, tell your partner, meaning you, that I said he's feminine. Okay. And he said he's going to rack his brain for a little bit. But guy didn't tell me who he was or anything. He said, just tell him that. And then... I'll let him know next time I see him that I told you to tell him that. Right. And I was like, okay. And I meant to text you later on that day, but I forgot. But he's, his words were, you're feminine. So th- that person actually messaged me. Okay. And said, hey, I hear somebody's calling you feminine. And I was like, got you. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. What? And he's like, oh, Steve didn't tell you. And I was like, got you. No, I haven't seen him, blah, blah, blah. So he he let me know of that story as All well, right. but like, if he wouldn't have messaged me, like just that little part, like, hey, you're feminine, yeah, I would have never known it was him. Okay, so I don't know what kind of like hint or backstory that has, but oh, like, you're completely unfamiliar with what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't know. He's a cool guy. He's yeah. a great dude. Okay, he seems like it. You know, um, used to work with him at Star Tech. Right. In passing, that? you know, we were uh we worked in different departments and stuff, but saw him on occasion. Uh shout out Billy because that's who it was. Well, Billy. I fucked up his joke, but that's No, it's but yeah. you don't even remember what he's talking about. No. I I don't think he's ever called me feminine. I'm thinking it was like an inside joke. You had it yeah. on somebody else or you know, he wasn't directly calling you that. Well, cuz when he messaged me, he was like, "Oh, you know, I thought you know, Steve would tell you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I didn't know he didn't tell you who he was. So, like, if you would have been like, hey, Billy says you're feminine. Right. That would have been funny and, like, whatever. his name, but he did tell me that you worked. he worked at StarTech with you. But, yeah, I would have never known that that was him off of that hint. 
of like I'm feminine. Huh. <laughs> so I, I mean, mean, so you know who he is though. You have to yeah. ask him. Shout out Billy. I kind of want to know now. Good dude, but like I don't know if I'm missing something. Yeah, I don't he, know if obviously there was one something. day at work that I was in a different state of mind. To like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I'm not sure, but he's a good dude. And shout out Billy. <laughs> and sorry for fucking up your joke. My mistake. <laughs> All good. But on on today's episode, uh, we want to get into a couple things. Like I said, we have the obligatory kind of best of 2019 that we're going to get into uh, as this is coming into your or coming out on New Year's Day. But before that, something that just happened yesterday uh, was the college football playoff. Yes, sir. Uh, we're both from Ohio, so I'm a big OSU fan. I don't do you follow them often? Um, the football side, I, I loosely to okay. you know moderately follow the basketball, not at all. Right, but um, definitely if they're in the playoffs, you know, I, I I make an effort to catch those games. The only reason I don't watch more games is because I work retail and I have to work when they play. Right, ninety percent on time. Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, but whenever I'm home for one of the night games and I'm off, I definitely try to catch, turn it on and catch what yeah. I can. But it's just hard. Right, you know. But I will definitely watch more if I could. But yeah, it was a it was a big day yesterday in Ohio. Uh, obviously, OSU versus Clemson. You know, that's a. Uh, Two and three, and then one and four was LSU and Oklahoma. We just kind of wanted to discuss those because they were such big topics, and I know a lot of our listeners were uh, or had a lot invested in in these games and stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll just start with the first one of the day, the the LSU and Oklahoma game. What was your first reaction to that one? Did you get to watch the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Um... First time seeing either one of those two teams play this whole season. Same. Uh, I knew LSU was a heavy favorite going into it, but I couldn't predict what happened. Like, they just came out, and it looked like they were playing against, you know, a high school team. Right. Pretty much from the jump. They made a little, you know, they got a couple touchdowns in, you know, but otherwise it was just a destruction. It was practice game for them on the right. way to the, to the to Well, that's the what everybody was saying, too, going into the playoff set. Um, one through three, so LSU, Clemson, and or LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson were on a completely different tier than Oklahoma was. Okay, um, like they're a good team and stuff, but there's just a different level with those three teams, and it was on clear display. Yeah, uh, pretty early. Yeah, Joe Burrow had I think what seven touchdowns in the first first half. Yeah, I got the list right here of records he set. Okay, so I'm gonna go through it real fast. Most touchdowns responsible for in a college football playoff game. Most passing touchdowns in a college football playoff game. An LSU school record for most passing touchdowns in the game. Most passing touchdowns combined between two college football playoff games. Peach Bowl record for most passing touchdowns. Record for most passing touchdowns in a bowl game. Tied the FBS record for most passing touchdowns in a half. Most total touchdowns all time in a bowl game. Most individual touchdowns all time in an SEC game. Jesus. Points on a college football playoff half for LSU. Points in a whole game for LSU. It was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was definitely. It was crazy. Definitely insane. Um, Joe Burrow at the end of the game had. 
seven passing touchdowns, which I think he got all in the first half. And um, then six, I heard it was six. And okay, one later, yeah. I thought it was seven. Um, either way, at the end though, he did have seven touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. So okay. he actually had eight touchdowns gotcha. total. Okay, on the day, and that may be the seven he passed for then, because I know okay. he had one in the second half. Right, and then um, I mean, I I'm pretty sure he was benched at least all of the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, LSU just dominated. Showed out. Um, now the good thing though is as as a Bengals fan, we are locked into the number one pick in the draft. Even though we beat the Browns today, so haha. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, we get the number one pick in the draft, and basically they're saying either Joe Burrow or uh, Chase Young oh, from wow. OSU. I would much rather have Joe Burrow though, yes, because I'm so sick of Andy Dalton. And they were talking <laughs> about it in the game today. They're like, you know, this might be Andy's last time, you know, in a Bengal uniform. I think he's a free agent. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, they were talking about him basically this game being a a showcase for other teams. That's gotcha. what they said. So So they probably won't resign him. Probably not. He's uh, only played for that team his whole career, right? Yes. So far. Right? Yep. Uh but yeah, I hope we get Joe Burrow in the first round. Be a hell of a spark. Yes. Definitely. With cause if I think uh hopefully AJ stays. Um, I think it, he's a free agent too, AJ Green. Oh shit! Or he might yeah. be a free agent next year. If they get him, he might consider it. Right. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. But yeah, LSU just played on a completely different level. Uh, he. Oh, actually, I do have it here. I said Joe Burrow looks like an NFL quarterback already. He looked, you know, like he can play with right. anybody. Right. But I do have it here. He was twenty-one for twenty-seven. Uh, for 403 yards and seven touchdowns in the first half. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 403 yards and seven touchdowns oh in the gosh. first half. Looking like a beast. Oh now, I want to see, which everybody says he's been playing this way all year, uh-huh. but I, I want to see him against, against Clemson and see if he's still, you know, right. as lights out. He was insanely accurate. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes, man. Yes. Insanely accurate. Um, but yeah, LSU just straight up looked better in all aspects: offense, defense, special teams. There's, there's the no debating game. it. it like yeah, a practice game for. I him. mean, there's really not all that much to talk about with this one <laughs> because it was just, it was a practice game. Yeah, yeah, it was varsity versus JV. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, the second game was a, a big one here in Ohio. I know. Uh, like my Facebook news feed was blowing up throughout the whole whole game. <laughs> People posting, you know, thoughts and reactions every five minutes, uh, which I ended up doing at one point too, but that's not the <laughs> point. Um, but yeah, OSU and Clemson played last night. Clemson won 29. Uh, OSU had 23, I believe. Yeah. It's off the top of my head. I think it was 29-23. Yeah. Uh, and that was actually Clemson's 29th win in a row. Oh wow! Which is interesting. But what was your what was your reaction to that uh, that game? Um, my final reaction was me snoring in my bed because I <laughs> fell asleep about almost yeah midway through the third. When I fell asleep, we were up 23 to 21. So obviously they didn't score the rest of the game. 
And yeah, I woke up to two in the morning, frantic, going through ESPN and my phone and find out the final score. And I was just, <sighs> but you know. Anyway, uh, I heard there were some controversies. I woke up and seen some highlights, and I'm gonna let you elaborate on that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I so when I watch any sporting event, I think I think I got this because I I grew up as a baseball fan, and there's 162 games in the baseball season. Oh, I can't fathom that. Plus playoffs. God damn it. So there's a fuck ton, right? Yeah. So to me, I learned early on that each strike or each pitch or each out wasn't the end of the world. And I realized, you know, every game, even if we lost a game, like it's a bummer, but there's 160 more. So <laughs> whatever. I I kind of took that into all sports because when I see a call or a flag or something like that, I just want it to be correct. Like I, I try to be very unbiased. Like if they call a, a holding penalty on OSU, you know, and my girl says, "Oh, that's bullshit" or whatever, uh-huh. and they're showing the replay, and I'm like, "Ah, but that's, I mean, it, it was the right call. It sucks, and I wish it wouldn't have happened." But I try to be unbiased, yeah, and try not to, you know, watch with my emotions right. more, more or less. Even though I was like physically doing the white person thing and clapping um, <laughs> at the TV. <laughs> Um, but try to keep my emotions out of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there was definitely a couple calls that even the announcers were kind of blown away with. Uh, one of them was, uh, a catch that, so I think it was in the third quarter, might've been the fourth quarter, a Clemson player caught the ball, ended up taking three and a half steps with the ball in his hand, not bobbling or anything, a firm grasp, we knock it out, cause a fumble, scoop and score, right? So mm-hmm. we get a fumble recovery touchdown. On the field, they call it a fumble recovery touchdown, gave us the points and stuff like that. All turnovers are reviewed standard, right? Right. There was enough evidence, supposedly, for these refs to call that ball incomplete. And they said it was incomplete because he wasn't able to make a football move. Now, to those of you who are listening who might not be huge sports fans, uh, what classifies like a football move is uh, turning up field, um, trying to shed a blocker, you know, trying to cut left or right, you know, trying to do something with your body aside from just catching the ball, like. It's basically catch the ball and advance somehow. Right. Right. That's what they that's what they classify as a football move. Maybe tucking the ball, right, right. and running or something like that. Now, it's usually two steps and a football move constitutes a catch. Their argument was he did not make a football move. Now, the reason he didn't make a football move is because he was running towards his quarterback on a route to to come like a comeback route. Right, right. Caught the ball and was running towards the wrong end zone, right? Cuz with his momentum, mm-hmm. our guys trying to tackle him, right? He takes three borderline four steps and then the ball gets knocked out. Like yeah, he's not able to make a football move because we're in the process of tackling him. Right. 
and he brought the ball to his waist, basically, and we punched it out, and they said incomplete pass, even though he took, like I said, I would say 3.75 steps, <laughs> like basically four steps. Yeah, you showed me that one, and yeah, I have to agree with you. It was, I don't know how they, they concluded there was enough evidence to overturn. Right. Based on that angle, I don't know if they. I mean, you would assume they had the same angles we yeah. got on TV. So now that's, from that straight on angle, there's no way they could have ruled. Yeah, that. that's the that's. I mean, to your point, like if they would have on the field called it incomplete, and we reviewed it and challenged it, and they stuck with incomplete because there's not conclusive evidence otherwise, right. I'd have been bummed. But you know, you have to have conclusive evidence to flip the call, right? Mm-hmm. But for them to call it a catch, a fumble, and a touchdown, and then go back and review it without a challenge or anything like that, but just per the rules on a turnover, and then say you have conclusive evidence that he did not catch this ball, even though the announcers were like, I think that's a catch. Yeah. Like, I don't know how that's not a catch. It's just that that little addition there. Yeah, that's definitely definitely fucks it up and then the other big one was the the targeting call i think you said you saw yeah, that right yeah that was um the one at lsu that was one at LSU, that was pretty yeah, that was pretty obvious yeah from all yeah. angles what he was trying to do you know and but the one that osu got uh, incidental really right. You know, and he very did subtle. hit him right in the head, but it wasn't. You can tell he did. He was wrapping thrust, up, yeah, right. His head. He didn't into launch, the, yeah. They were just, yeah, being little pussies on that one, right? I and he got admit. ejected for the game, right? Which Not he fair. was one of our better players, uh, Ward. So that definitely screwed everything up. I think that was in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just a bummer, man. It's a bummer how. We lost because, like, we did it to ourselves to some extent. Like, you know, we didn't, we had the chance to win at the end uh, with the pass in the end zone, and Olave cut back and ran the wrong route. Okay, I was trying to see if he fell or what, because when the the camera showed him on all the angles, he was, like, getting off the ground. Yeah, so, I mean, it was was both, but he, uh, basically what happened was, Justin Fields got the snap, right? And they were running a, a deep post route. So okay. he ran probably, I don't remember what yard line they were on, but like 15 yards and then cut into the post, right? Okay. So this is a 30-yard pass or something like that. Took a long time for the play to develop. Mm-hmm. So Olave is making his cut in, and Justin Fields is going to throw it to him in the end zone on that direction. Yeah. But Olave is thinking, well, I haven't gotten the ball yet. And this play's gone on so long that most likely Fields is scrambling. Okay. He's most likely out of the pocket. So he cut outside to make to play on the scramble right. that wasn't happening. Gotcha. Yeah. So Justin Fields threw it on this direction, and it's it's gonna be a perfect pass. If you look at the trajectory, it's it's gonna be phenomenal. But right as he's letting it go, Olave cuts the wrong direction ends up slipping so it looks like he fell right. but yeah just oh, man. and then you could see Justin Fields face like just like wide-eyed mouth open like 
you know. And on the replay, he had the the DB beat. He had him beat. It would have been an easy catch. They they did it for a touchdown once or twice already in the game. That same play, basically. Okay. And he had him beat. He just didn't look at the quarterback, and you know, right. Went to the scramble route. It was just that that was basically my reaction too because he ended up throwing a pick because the DB's looking at the quarterback right right not necessarily the receiver right he's like oh well only his second of the season too right fatal well it ended up being third because oh, he, he threw, threw he threw two yesterday oh I didn't know he yeah I think he threw one in the third quarter too okay but then there was like a I think a three and out and we got it right back or something like that it okay. didn't really end up being much but. Yeah, it was definitely uh definitely a bummer to go out like that. I mean, we kind of did it to ourselves, but I mean, as an unbiased person, you know, I think the refs screwed us a little bit too. Trying to be as unbiased as I can. Mm-hmm. With that said, most likely I would anticipate an episode from our buddy Taylor Sabo at the Unbiased Sports Podcast. Or the Bias Sports Podcast, sorry, right, right. Uh, with his take on this. And it's probably going to be pretty emotional. <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked to him today. Uh, I thought he worried, but he didn't. And I just haven't gotten around to texting him. So well, I'm sure. he, he's he's definitely been going off on Twitter a little bit. Okay. Shout out, Taylor. You know, <laughs> But I, I want to read you one of his tweets because All it's right. kind of like a, it's kind of like a conspiracy theory tweet about okay. the OSU Clemson game. Okay. And I was like, I'm here for it, but I can't agree. Yeah. But so he said, ESPN owns the SEC. ESPN runs the college football playoff committee. The committee puts an SEC team number one. ESPN owns the ACC. The refs last night were from the SEC. ESPN clearly wanted an SEC ACC national championship. So he's saying this was all wow. dictated by ESPN. Holy shit. I mean I can't can't disprove it. Right. Well, yeah. But now in all fairness, everybody thought everybody was saying Clemson was going to be OSU way easier than it happened. But yeah. So your prediction on the championship? LSU. Yeah. But I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a little closer. Um I think it'll be like I think LSU will win relatively handily. Okay. But I think it'll be like 42 24 or something oh, wow. like that. Okay. Not uh not a big difference but big enough. Yeah. Yeah. High thirties to mid twenties, yeah. somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Joe Burrow is going to win the MVP. Joe's offensive line is outstanding too. Yeah, they won a lot of re- awards, you know, this yep. year and all that. They talked about it in the game. So, yeah, yep. I, I look for them to to yep. emerge. LSU and but Clemson won last year, so we'll yeah. see. And LSU hasn't won one since what twenty eleven was that last one? I think couldn't tell you. Yeah, they got one in the last ten years. Well. But I don't think they've ever won with the the playoff. Oh, right. It didn't exist then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, that's our little take on the college football playoff that happened yesterday. 
Uh, people are still heated. I see you just now noticing you had an OSU beanie on. Yeah. So <laughs> didn't even notice that till now. Um, but yeah, now we got to get into the episode with the obligatory 2019 recap. Uh, some of our best ofs and and things like that, just to end off the year. And then we're gonna get into some of our personal goals that we'd like to achieve going into next year. Uh, pretty standard. You'll probably hear this on a lot of different podcasts. But first thing we wanted to to discuss in that aspect was our best overall moment of 2019. This is gonna be a a personal thing. Uh, something that happened this year that. You know, we had a lot of fun or meant a lot to us or something like that. So what did you have for that? The best moment. Of All this right. Year? Uh, maybe a little recency bias with this one, but I'm going to have to say uh, Christmas morning, man. OK. Uh, I got my kids a bunch of various things and uh, some of it. They said they wanted, especially for my youngest, but most of it was just kind of stuff I just randomly picked thinking that they would like getting the mom's opinion on it. And every single gift, man, they were thrilled with it. So That's me awesome. as a parent, seeing that, you know, it was awesome, man. Right. And it was just fun having them over and, you know, us just sitting and uh, I got a, a Google Home. Okay. So uh, apparently they did like a Christmas thing. You can like, hey, Google, tell me a Frozen story. And it had like full-blown stories huh. told by Anna and Elsa and... You could tell it to call Santa Claus, and they had like a little fake, and then yeah. called fucking Santa. He's asking the question. You can interact with it. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So you know, uh, like I said, a little recency bias with that one. Um, if I couldn't pick that one, it would have to be my trip to Myrtle Beach this year. Okay. Mainly because uh, I hadn't seen the ocean since I was a little kid barely remember it but i do remember it and just seeing it you know and being able to just chill in the sand and actually be out of ohio that was the first time i left ohio in a, in a while for that long especially right i like usually it's just a day or two how long were you there um like four or five days okay yeah it was solid man the drive sucked ass honestly how long uh, of a drive was that like 13 hours mainly because we had this we had a few kids you know their oh, kids yeah. and all that so we oh i remember you telling me about and, that yeah, yeah. man Oh, Adam, I just, this is not for me, bro. Right. It's not Actually, for me. didn't we talk about that on like one of our first couple episodes? May, yeah, yeah. I think we actually, did. Actually, yep. Yep. Because we started in, yeah. in the middle damn. of August. Yep. Yep. Damn. Yeah. I went about the mid, the middle of August. Yep. Okay. Yeah, like from the 13th to like the 17th to the 18th, something okay. like that. Yeah, I think that was on like our second or third uh, episode. Drive down wasn't so bad because I literally slept like three fourths of the way. I but, bet you did. Yeah. I bet you did. Yeah. He didn't want nobody to drive, though. I was like, okay. you sure? Right. He was like, yeah, I got it. Did you do it in car. one shot? Yeah. So was it 13 hours because of the kids? Yes. So without the kids? Without it, it still would have been 12. Okay. Yeah. But actually, 13 and a half hours was a good timing. Because we went in the middle of the night, everybody was sleeping most, you know, at least okay. half the way. On the way back was fucking gruesome because we were all awake pretty much the whole time. And I'm in the back with some kids that just aren't getting antsy. I'm not getting mad at them, but it's just right. annoying. It's just what it sitting is. Sitting there for 13 hours with them, you know, and they're throwing sand on me because they're just bored and right. poking me. Just wouldn't stop oh, poking me. You got to backhand a little kid. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love them to death, but God Show damn, them what that Uncle was, Steve's that was, about. That was, 
That took 13 and a half hours on the way back. And it was just brutal. And I, I, that's to get to their house. I still had to drive back to Mansfield after that. Damn. Dude, Which is like an hour, right? Uh, 40 minutes, 45. Yeah. Yeah. The traffic's good to me. Only stuck behind those slow-ass trucks. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that would have to be a strong second contender just to get out and get out and, you know, just experience a different different atmosphere. Right. You know? It was rejuvenating, man. That's real. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely have a couple honorable mentions. Uh, first one is seeing Chris D'Elia. Uh, in oh, okay, in concert, I guess it's a stand-up show. I don't know if you would say in concert, but at a yeah. theater, right? Yeah, right. Uh, that was back in March, and me and Jerry went to that uh, because it was his birthday's March 29th, okay. I think. I'm sorry if that's <laughs> off, but yeah, I'm like 99 percent sure it's the 29th, and we went on like the 27th or 28th or okay. something. So, me and him went to that. That was awesome. That was one of the first times I wore... I think it was the second time I ever wore my Travis Scott's out um, out of the house. So, okay, I was pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Uh, another honorable mention was seeing Theo Vaughn at the okay. same place. Basically, the same seats, too, which was All cool. Right. But, yeah, same thing. I wanted to see him for the last couple of years, and that was definitely awesome. Went to Tennessee as a family over the over the summer, just kind of a spur of the moment thing. All right. That was after I got done working at Vitro and just kind of walked out one night, just said, fuck this place. Yeah. Which I don't do often because I try to be a little more professional, but said, fuck this place. Over the edge. And I had enough, I had enough money to buy the motorcycle I wanted and decided, hey, next week we're going to Tennessee. On a little family trip. And we went out to Tennessee for like three or four days. I forget what it was. Uh, but that was definitely awesome. Just seeing everything. And uh, rented a log cabin out in the woods. That had a hot tub. And super nice. And huge deck overlooking like a mountain kind of thing. Holy and shit. Yeah, man. It was it was awesome. Definitely had some creepy ass vibes in that house. But <laughs> we got through it. But yeah, it was a good time. But my... My best moment of 2019, Christmas morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for real. This was Harper's first real Christmas, I guess, because she's like a year and a half now. Okay. So last year, she's like six months old. She doesn't know what's going on. She can kind of rip some paper, but doesn't understand. This year, dude, like, she became a professional present opener (laughs) pretty fucking quick. She was so hyped on on all these all these uh, presents and stuff. I mean, she definitely got spoiled. She opened presents five different times. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and she has been playing in her room for like three days straight, <laughs> barely coming out. Dude, it's it's the best, man. Seeing seeing how happy she is, like. She does, she still doesn't know what's going on, but right. she knows she has new toys yeah. and loves them. She used to go to a, a babysitter that had a whole kitchen set up, like one of the plastic ones for kids that have like oh, right. the eggs and the steak yeah. and whatever, and the pots and the pans. Yeah. And that was always her favorite thing over there. So we ended up getting that for uh, this year, and it was awesome. This was Jess's idea, but uh, we set it up. 
Christmas Eve and put it all together and then put it in her room that night. So when she woke up Christmas morning, she saw a big a big new kitchen in oh. her room and was like super excited about it. Bro, she, that's sick. She's one and a half and she had presents to open still, but yeah, she just woke up and saw a huge kitchen that's like her favorite toy ever now right there that's a cool ass way to do that man jess woke me up like she was the kid on christmas like jess woke me up and she goes she goes she's awake she's awake and like (laughs) ran in there and was like do you love it and like all this stuff and harper got down immediately and was like playing with everything okay dude it was awesome i uh Never experienced anything like that. Like I said, it's her first kind of real Christmas. Yeah. And I'm excited for next Christmas because that's when she'll like understand Santa Claus and kind of things like that. Like now she's a little too young still to understand that concept, but she was still stoked about all these new toys for sure. Gotcha. But yeah, it's Hell crazy yeah, that that both of ours were right. were Christmas. Like I don't Christmas know if that morning. was I couldn't really think of anything that hit me as well as you know those two. So. Yeah, that was definitely awesome. Yeah, definitely awesome. Uh, next thing uh, for 2019 is what was your biggest accomplishment of 2019? I had two that were pretty close, I guess, and uh, so for me, something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And uh, been able to actually do this year with, you know, measurable success. And uh, the first is raising my credit score, man. Um, I, I did that same up. thing. Hell yeah. 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 I came up probably a good 50, 60 points this year. Hell yeah. Um, But it was a long process, man. I had to get my report and look at stuff on there and try to get stuff paid off. Do and... you use Credit Karma? No. I get. Download Credit Karma, the app. Yeah. It is the best thing of all time. Like I check it every day. I do you one better though. Like I got a Capital One credit card, mm-hmm. and they have their own app. That credit does, wise, is that what it's called? I think so. Because yeah, I have that too. Yeah, Credit Karma is way better. How? Because they they do the same thing. Like it shows you all of your loans and all of your yeah. credit cards and all that. But it'll tell you what loans you're approved for, what credit card else you're approved for tips on how to make it better and like all this stuff and it updates like within minutes so every time something updates you'll know okay dude it's the best thing ever i've same thing though i definitely improved my credit score i was able to get that car and stuff on on my credit alone i didn't have a have to have a co-signer for the first time ever which was huge for me right i just felt like and I kind of voiced that to them at the dealership. I was like, <laughs> kind of feel kind of good about this because, right. you know, I, mean, I didn't need anybody now. So it was cool. But Credit Karma, get on it. All for right. real. It's a free app. It's awesome. I'll check it out. I, I hit the commercial all the time. <laughs> Sorry to, like, jump on your shit right there. No, but. that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, huge for me. That's one of my next goals. I kind of, and that's in my goals, I'll talk about one of the things I feel like that has been key to helping me do that. And the other thing that I kind of put on the same level as that is I finally started making music, man. I've yeah. talked about it since I was 23. Like, I'm going to start really doing it. And then I finally got myself in a position where I'm able to actually start, you know, practicing it and, you know, building my skills as far as that. So, that's fun. Um plan on doing a lot with next that uh next year with that too 
What are you using right now? What are you making it on? Uh, I'm using Pro Tools. Okay. And uh, a MIDI player. I I have a keyboard, uh, like a oh, digital okay. keyboard yeah. that I use as kind of like a MIDI controller. So I like, for the most part. Gotcha. I've seen it. I didn't know what you were using it for. Yeah, though. I actually use it to learn music and stuff too. Right. But I can also use it as like different instruments inside right. the Pro Tools. Okay. And, yeah, oh, yeah, so a lot of that is just learning the program, and this year it was just learning the program and figuring out how to, like, get what I hear in my brain out into, you know, that. Right. So how to think, how to take it from, yeah, a concept to, to yeah, a physical, yeah. physical song. Yeah, but the next step is just getting, the, getting more equipment, getting better equipment, and just really putting the time in and challenging myself to – you know, right. use different patterns, use different sounds, different tempos. Right. You know, stuff like you that. ever check so, out like YouTube videos on like. Yeah, man. And honestly, I, I, I mean, every time I tell myself this or say this to myself, I feel like, well, that, of course, you have to feel like that. But like I watched a competition, three hours of a competition on YouTube that was like Battle of the Beatmakers or something like that. And some of them beats where I was like, okay, yeah, that's all right. But a lot of them was like, I'm better than that. Good. That's good, though. Exactly. I'm supposed to feel like that, though. So am I really? Do you ever watch, like, instructional videos, though? Or, like, how to make a certain sound? Yeah, on very specific things. Like, what I'm trying to do. Like, I can't figure out how to. Like, one time I had to Google a video on how to uh, take um a certain like frequency out of a sound oh gotcha yeah so like i like the sound that i heard but i wanted to tone it down a bit in a certain area and i had to google videos on how to do that if that's even possible and if so how to do that right so it was more on like very specific things on to do right but um i think like i said i just got to put the work in and get more familiar with it and after that man i really got a lot of Confidence yeah, that I can really do I'm excited for that because, yeah, I, I've known you wanted to do that for quite a and, while. Yeah, man, you know, it's just like I said, if I could spend at least half my time working and doing that, along with like another nine to five where I work half the time I normally do, then that's fine, you know, right? Be able to make some income off of something I love to do. That's the goal, right? For me, man, my, my biggest accomplishment, uh, is the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Bro, I didn't even like <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind. That's all good. No, I'm I'm uh <laughs> I'm pretty proud of uh how far we've come and Dude, stuff. Oh yeah, and, you've put in a lot of work specifically. Like I, I said, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of promoting it now that I you know I have the opportunity to. I realize that I don't. But you know, I, I definitely enjoy this part of it. I'm definitely committed to getting better at it right but whatever comes out of it i honestly don't care right i don't care if nobody listens right you know what i mean i mean that's how i am too like yeah it's very to me it's it's just an awesome way to kind of get our thoughts out there yeah yeah more or less event and stuff i've noticed that before or after we record me and you kind of go on a little vent session of like, man, fuck this, like right, yeah. about whatever's going on or whatever, um, or just talk about good things that have happened or whatever. But I think it's definitely brought our friendship a little closer. For sure. And For sure. I just like, I like that 
I mean, I don't, I don't do it for the positive feedback, right? But it's always awesome to hear. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I've, you know, had a, a lot of people reach out to us saying, you know, what you're doing is awesome and kind of stuff like that. So yeah, man. right now we're getting, I'd say roughly about 80 listens a week, give or take. Uh, usually the majority of that is the newest episode and then some, some, some older ones kind of trickle in there as well, but. Even if we stick at, you know, 80 listeners a week, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, obviously, I want us to get big and stuff, you know, but that's not, that's that's the good thing about us and I think our podcast is that we're not doing it to get big. Right. We're doing it because, or I'm doing it because I love it. I, I like this opportunity that we get yeah. to kind of express ourselves and bring in guests with new perspectives it kind of opens up our it, it opens the door for us to learn new things and hopefully spread that with some other people so whether we have one listener or not like right i'm right. stoked on it the and the fun level is the same for me whether right. we have a trillion listeners right or six right it's definitely fun and then you know i do pretty much all the promoting and marketing <laughs> and uh you know all that kind of stuff but going i mean we've talked about this going into it you told me like hey you got to do all that shit yeah and the editing and stuff but that's fine because that's what i want to do like i want to be hands-on and you know obviously you're welcome to do whatever you got right. the passwords to everything so right, you can right. do whatever as you please but uh it's I, I really like that aspect of it. I kind of treat it as my own business without any income, right? right like, right, yeah, uh, sure. And yeah, hopefully, kind of like you and the music thing. Hopefully, uh, at some point, we can bring in some revenue somehow. Do yeah. do yeah. some ads that hopefully, you know, don't suck goal, and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, yeah. it sucks that podcasting like the only revenue you can get is off YouTube or ads right so really any major podcast you listen to has ads and it sucks but just a couple minutes here or there i always fast forward through them mm -hmm. you're welcome to fast forward through them it doesn't matter if you listen or not we get paid so right, 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 right. <laughs> but that's going to be way down the line you know hopefully we can get a little better at this and and kind of see where it goes but that's definitely my biggest accomplishment this year is yeah, all bro. the work that has been put into this show and hopefully you guys like it you know somebody does 20 people do at least <laughs> uh next section was best album so what uh yeah i guess we'll have you start what where are you at on the on the album so front? can i go three categories for this one i'll make it short and sweet sure but, <laughs> so i got my pick I got biggest disappointment, okay, and most overrated. Ooh, okay. See what you think? All right, all right. Um, so album, I'm gonna have to give it to Cal Scrooby, unsigned. And you know, I always say, you know, I didn't listen to every rap album. I didn't listen to every, you know, right. album. Period. There's so much I haven't listened to. Honestly, I should have took a little more time this this week, especially because I knew coming into it, we will be talking about it. Um, catching those, listening to those albums that I haven't had a chance to from this year. I kind of just been going down my queue like I've been doing for a few months now. 
But uh, Unsigned was definitely probably the best album I heard this year. But I do want to say I like the uh, baby. Okay, I, um, I downloaded his new album. Kirk is. I just finished Kirk, and he's got is one that, that the came new out. One? Yeah, the, the newest one came out in September. Yeah, and then the one before that, um, he got another one. It was earlier this year, but uh, I like his style, man. I like his flows. I like the uh, you know, his yeah, wordplay and all that, and you know. He's got a mature flow to the point I went and looked up how old he was. And he's 28. So, okay. but you can hear it, you know, in his, right. in his rhymes that he's, you know, been doing this for a while. And I figured he might have been an older guy, but I didn't know. He's not one of these 21, you know, you can just tell by the way he, he goes. But I really liked him. I think he could push the envelope, though. I'm interested to see where he can go from where he's at right now because I really think he's got some potential. So untapped potential. With that, I just looked, and it is Kirk that I downloaded, too. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him before that. Just uh, finished it, yeah. And I think I listened to it two times all the way through. Okay. And just, like, it was solid, but couldn't really get into it. Yeah. Now, to be honest with you, and, I mean, I'll talk about this one here in a minute, but, like, the Games album, that's yeah. how I felt about it at first, too. Okay. And now it's going to be in my honorable mentions. Gotcha. So maybe I just need to listen to it a little more. Okay. Yeah. I liked it from the from the first time I heard it. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple songs off of it that made my general playlist. So That's big. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Biggest disappointment? I'm going to have to say uh, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. I feel like You're from coming, what- Coming around to my, my reasoning? I feel like- your reasoning was that is is it felt cluttered, crowded. When my first listen through, I didn't necessarily think that. I didn't as as much as I thought the quality wasn't there. But yeah, it's both of them for for me. Okay. But yeah, it's very cluttered. But it's not cluttered with J Cole. It's cluttered with right. J Cole and somebody else that's really good, and then some trash, and then some more trash, right. and then some other that. It's recycled, but it's still yeah. trash and like, you know, <laughs> but yeah, there's, that's what I was saying. There's a lot on there that's really good, but there's so much on there that I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And for an album that it's kind of hard to make a great album with that many people on it, to be it honest, let's really yeah. be real. But yeah, for what it could have been, what you thought it could be and what it was, it's just kind of two yeah. different it things. It was definitely a letdown. Yeah. On my end. Yeah, man. Uh, And then most overrated, only because I've heard several reviewers put this on their top albums of the year. Fucking Igor from Tyler, the Creator. Yeah. Like, there there wasn't one track. I couldn't wait till that album was over. It was the <laughs> only album I listened to this year that I actually could not wait till it was right. over with. I played it. I was like, maybe one of the tracks at the end, I'll be able to like, yeah, this is all right. But no. Didn't he get a Grammy nod for it? Yes. I don't get it, man. I oh. honestly don't see. Maybe I'll give another spin, but I honestly can't think. I, my ears are yeah. start bleeding, I think. I just, I've never been a fan of Tyler, the creator. He's got songs here and there I love from the past, when, especially when he was on the Wolfgang. And yeah. I really came to uh, know of Earl Sweatshirt through him. Right. I like Earl I way love. more than yeah, Tyler. Earl, definitely. But. He still got some tracks here and there from the past that I, I, I really mess with, but 
That album, man, is yeah. just trash. His last <laughs> I'm sorry. His last two albums I haven't even bothered downloading. I don't know what. <laughs> and you know me, like, especially now I got I gotta drive two and a half, three hours a day. Oh my god. And I'm not even considering your album to <laughs> I just it's not it was never on my watch list. Oh. I never cared. Um I put it on my radar because of the reviews and people were saying now, like, it's different, but it's a classic and it's different, but it's right. You know, it's his best album yet. And- so the Palmer Squares do something um every year that that the Grammys come out that they make a point to listen to all the Grammy nominated albums. Okay. Just to kind of see what everybody's thinking. And usually right. it sucks, but whatever. <laughs> One thing they said about this album is that it was produced very well okay. and the beats and stuff were were really good but he just didn't come with it on this album i could be misspeaking for the, for them a little bit but that's basically the gist of okay. what i got from it is that they liked the production of the album but that's about it okay. and like i said the production's cool and stuff in general like it's a big thing and it's a, a very big part of the track, but I mean I can listen to to rugged hip hop and be even more happy than listening to something that's super polished. So just because you have good production, or really I just look at it as a big production budget. That's all it is. Is yeah. you have more money than this person, so that's with. why your shit sounds a little better. Right. Like. Right. Like I said, I know it's a big part and I pay attention to it, but I don't usually put that in my reasons to like or dislike an album. It's usually all about bars or storytelling or something along those lines. Right. Something that the rapper is doing. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, for them to say the production was good, and I'm like, well, I don't care about the production. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, Tyler... Tyler hasn't even been on my radar for probably three years now. Yeah, but and actually, somebody that listens to that album, loves that album, tell me why exactly you like it, because I'm struggling to see it myself. I would like to to bring this up next week. Uh, we pretty much have a guest confirmed next week, and I know he is a big Tyler the Creator fan. Okay. So I want to get his take on the last two albums. Gotcha. Because I haven't talked to him about, about him in a while. If but, you can confirm that pretty soon, I'll I'll make a list. I'll listen to it too. Okay, both of them. And yeah, just so we can all kind of discuss them. Right. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely a good idea there. But for my album of the year, unsigned. Okay. By Cal Scrooby, I didn't listen to as many albums as I usually do, kind of like you said. But I still listen to quite a few. Yeah. Uh, I still get hyped on new releases and stuff like that. Like sometimes I'll stay up till midnight till they drop, right, even though yeah. I got to get up at five in the morning. Yeah. It's worth it to me. That's hip hop is hip hop and comedy are like my top two passions. And I don't know which one's number one and which one's number two. <laughs> so those are my, my top two passions. And I'll stay up till midnight to listen to an hour and a half long album till one thirty or whatever, go to bed at two, wake up at five and turn the album on again because I liked it so much and go about my day and be happy. Yeah. Right? That's how important albums and shit are to me. From what I listen to, no other album kind of... I don't want to say it didn't come close, but there was never 
a second guess in my mind that Cal's album wasn't album of the year. Right when I heard it, it was in the summer, I think June, maybe. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it came out, but I was like, okay, so far this is the album of the year. Obviously, we still have months to listen to other shit, but there was nothing I I heard for the next six months or whatever that I was like, okay, well, this competes on that same level. It was just like, okay, I like this album a lot. Cal's is still better. It was just a tier above for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like those honorable mentions, I mentioned it was the game Born to Rap. He said that was his. That's his last album he's putting out, which is a heartbreaker for me. Oh shit! Uh, because he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. Uh, one of the best, but also just one of my favorite in general as far as style and content and stuff like that. He's definitely up there, but like I said, it took probably two or three listens to to get to that point, really. Yeah. And then the other honorable mention is YBN Corday. Okay. Uh he did I think we talked about it last last week he got or two weeks ago, he got the Grammy nods. Uh I don't think he ended up winning, or I don't even know when the Grammys come out. Usually February, I think. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, so I don't think it's happened yet. Okay. But uh yeah, he got a Grammy nod for The Lost Boy, that album. All right. And I just like the vibe of that album a lot. He talks about a lot of real shit and I I like that he kind of has a speech impediment, right? But mm. he owns it and it doesn't matter that's who he is and he just goes about his business and he's got bars and is super super lyrical. Yeah. Great flows, mixes it up. His freestyle on Funk Flex blew me away. Crazy. So that, you know, put him on a different tier for me as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to me, it would go Cal Scrooby, Unsigned, YBN Corday, The Lost Boy, and then uh, The Game, Born to Rap. Okay. And it's, honestly, I don't know, because The Game... That album was, I think, 25 tracks, super long. Uh, that that album might overall be better than YBN's, but I like the vibe of YBN's and just kind of, you know, his personality and yeah. the content and stuff. So those are definitely my, my top three albums of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know... I, I had the the overrated one the same if I were to to think about it yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Dreamers yeah I'm sure it would yeah. be the same thing uh, I listened to obviously Kyle YBN had a very solid album uh, I think he can get better though yeah. um, definitely which is good to his, yeah. yeah yeah he's for I'm as young excited. as he is he's very lyrical I think he's 21 he's young he 20s yeah he ain't done yet so yeah. I'm definitely looking out for his his next project yeah. Yep, I agree with your list though, and I have listened to games that's on my radar, but I haven't made it to him on my queue yet. So, uh, next section we have two more, and then we'll end the episode. Uh, this one is going to be best movie of the year, and then we'll go into like our goals for twenty twenty, what we want to accomplish and stuff. But um, for me, I guess I'll start this one for the best movie. People are going to make fun of me for this because. 
I don't. I just feel like a lot of people don't respect these types of movies as much as they should. But to be honest with you, as Steve knows, and I know as as a few of you guys know, I'm not much of a movie guy. Uh, I don't have that much time to right. invest a couple hours in a movie. Sometimes I can get out and watch it in a theater, but it's very rare with Harper being so young and me and Jess sometimes working alternate schedules and just working on the podcast and, you know, working, you know, an hour away each day, you know, making that drive and all this kind of stuff. It's, I don't have that much time to sit down and watch a movie. So with that being said, the best movie I saw this year was Endgame for sure. Okay. It was epic. There was awesome fight scenes. The story was, amazing to cap everything off uh what people don't realize is like people have been invested in these movies for i don't even know how long like a decade or something like that however long it is and i would put it up on the scale if not maybe bigger than like harry potter oh wow you know like that's how invested people are in this like people go to harry potter releases dressed up as wizards and things like that People go to Marvel releases, especially uh, Avengers, dressed up as characters and all this kind of really? stuff too. Same with like, it might it's probably not on the level of like Star Wars and stuff, but kind of in that same realm. And that's what people don't get. Like there's very hardcore fans and there's people that are extremely passionate about these movies. And even though I'm not like to that level passionate... I still really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if somebody were were to bring up something about somebody's backstory. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I still really enjoy the movies and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably a better movie. Uh, but I don't have... I just have, recently watched that. I, yeah. I, we have it available to watch. We haven't yet. But I think it's like three hours, right? Uh, or two and a half. Yeah. yeah. I don't have that time. Right. And as much as I want to watch it, because it looked fucking good, uh-huh. I don't have time to watch it. Kind of with The Irishman, that one just came out too. I know people are getting a, or that's getting a ton of great reviews. And everybody's kind of saying it starts slow though, which is going to be a problem for me because it's hard for me to pay attention through a whole movie regardless. Yeah. So... That's going to be tough, but I'm sure that one, you know, Scorsese is probably a little better, you know, at making movies. So I don't, I don't discount those, but just the best movie that I was able to see was Endgame. Um, I think I mentioned this before. I don't really, the only superhero movie I could actually ever get into was the first sets sets of Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And Iron Man. Yep. Um, the other ones, like the Avengers, like even like, um, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, what about Black Panther? Did you see Black Panther? I just didn't, I didn't see what the hype was about. Did you see it though or no? Yeah. You did? Yeah. I liked it, man. You didn't, just not your style though. Yeah. So that's how. I always feel always like guilty because I don't see what everybody else sees when it comes to that. So I get. they have such huge followers. Right. So side note. I get crucified for that with um, Tarantino movies. Oh, okay. Everybody loves them, and like 
sure they're made well. It's just not my thing. Yeah, okay. I don't like Kill Bill. What? I don't. See, yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah, you see that reaction? Right, like, right. I'm not Kill saying Bill it's a bad fire, movie. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Oh, my God. So, I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, okay. Okay. But mine, I'm going to get shot for that, probably. <laughs> so, I have four on this list. Uh, Us came out in March. I've waited for that one for a long time, so it might be a little biased, but it, it, I, I didn't disappoint. I went to the theater to see it. I wanted to see that, too. Yeah. Uh, That's a creepy-ass movie. But. Yeah, and it's it's got one of those endings that make you really like question, you know, what even happened at all. Uh, that's got to get mentioned. Brightburn. You knew what that one's about? Mm-hmm. That's no. about a kid. I can't remember if he was adopted. I think he was adopted, but he has like superpowers. Kind of like Superman, but he ends up using them for evil. Damn. Yeah. It, I'm glad it took it that direction because nobody ever dares to go there. You know what I mean? Especially what are you with somebody do? going. Like, like, what are they going to do? Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. What are yeah. you going to do to him? Right. And he just abused it. Like, and it was uh, cool that somebody actually made a movie about it. Because the reality of it is like 90% of the time, people that would probably, happen. Yeah, yeah, people would go that route. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Brightburn is amazing. If you haven't seen that one, check it out. Um, it chapter two was pretty good. I didn't. I don't think it was as good as the first part, part one, but it's right up there. It's right up See, there. Jess is saying the opposite. She thinks two is two better is better than, than one. the first one. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm not. I'm not into those types of movies. Though. Did you watch them? Did you see no, that? I've okay. I've it's never even seen you. the original one. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm not a scary movie type person. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, uh, I feel like two was probably the first movie that ever made me laugh and jump in the same movie. Okay. Nice. I, yeah, I gave it uh high remarks for that. No, I don't think there's any other movie that I could actually like had a few genuine laughs. Like that shit was funny. Yeah. And then a few genuine oh shit like you know it made me jump, you know, a bit. So uh if you haven't seen that one, it's pretty long. Definitely watch the first part if you haven't seen the second. Right. We're gonna jump into the second. Because it's but. the second one's about the first one, but when they're grown up, right? Exactly. Okay. Yep. And then they have some scenes back when they were kids still too. So Okay. Really good movie. Really good movie. Um if you're into, you know, killer clowns. And shit. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm gonna have to put Joker in that list, which was with uh Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Pretty sure his name is. Joaquin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, that movie got a lot of controversy. I'm yep. sure you know about that. Everybody does. The gist of it, what I heard at least, was that it was pretty much promoting mass shootings. Right. Which, that's an odd take on it, honestly, from watching the movie, in my opinion. You'd have to be looking for something to criticize it for, almost, to right. come up with that conclusion. I can see it, though, you know. But it's a movie that I think that should have been made. It shows a different perspective. Um on on the joker and like mental illness right you know what i mean it was a cool way they was able to kind of shed light on two things all at one time you know what i mean see and that's a movie that i would be willing to take some time out to watch yeah joker was pretty good because that's that's more my type of movie like um more of a like a psychological type movie is how i'm kind of getting that yeah um it's still the joker and stuff like that but it's more of a thought-provoking movie. Right. 
that's that's the kind of stuff that I like. Right, right, yeah. So definitely some Shaw, uh, all awesome moments in that movie too. Nice, yeah. And then last thing here before uh, before we close it out is our goals for twenty twenty. I know you said you have kind of a long list, right? Yeah. Which isn't bad. That's a good thing. Yeah. You want to strive like can... for more than you can accomplish. Exactly. So exactly. So what you got on that? What you What are your goals um, for 2020? So here, <laughs> I have eight. Damn. Okay. I got like four. <laughs> That's fine. But mine are, are probably, you could probably group a few into one almost. Okay. okay. So next year, I want to work on sacrificing. And when I say that is I, I came, you know, I realized sometime this year that what does it mean to sacrifice? What does that actually mean? You're giving up. You know what I mean? And I, I learned that for me, at least, it's, if it doesn't hurt to give it up, it's probably not a real sacrifice. Fair. Uh, and I noticed that the things that I really didn't want to give up, like, oh, my God, I got to stop doing that. Or, oh, shit, man, I got to start doing that. That's the things I need to go for. Right. Because those are the things that's going to push me, you know, to do more and be more. Those things I'm a cringe at, like, oh, I don't want to stop that. Not quit, you know, give up cookies. Okay. Right. Like, no challenge whatsoever. Like, yeah, it's going to suck, right. but I can live with that. Right. No, do those things you borderline be like, what are you asking right. me to do? Like, yeah, those are the, the ones challenges. I need to. Yeah, yeah. The true ones. So I want to work on, I'm going to push myself more towards doing that next year. I want to at least. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Um, Yeah. Working on staying uncomfortable, like um, I, I'm starting to notice more just from being aware of like things that I do, like cycles I go through almost, things, certain things that I'm doing in my life, like uh, I'm becoming too comfortable just in general. I'm starting to coast or relax a little bit just with my progress. I'm getting better at like figuring out what those things are that I do that, you know, are pretty good red flags of me doing that and just working on, you know, combating that, staying out of that. Um, killing procrastination. I'm sure everybody wants to do that. Wasting time on fruitless things. Um, and me specifically, what I mean by that is like mainly minimizing my time on Instagram. And I don't really do a lot of it, to be honest. Right. I don't play video games as much. as I feel like I've cut back a whole lot on it. I guess it's doing things that don't benefit me at all. I'm trying to think of an example right now, and I fucking can't. <laughs> like, you know, there's things that I do that, or just not being official with my time. There's a lot of times I wake up. Okay, here's a good example. A lot of times I wake up for work, and I just find myself just sitting on my bed just daydreaming. Yeah. When I should be getting ready for work. Right. That's why you're rushing to work and you're speeding to work because you sat on your your bed and thought had a thought, and this thing you know you just you just laying there, right? And you're daydreaming when you should be up brushing your fucking teeth and getting the coffee ready and right putting your clothes on, shit like that. Like I want to minimize the times that I'm doing, you know, just truly fruitless shit. So with that, I do the same thing, but I do it like my alarm goes off, right? And then I'm still laying there like, fuck this. Yeah. And I hit snooze. But I'm awake. Right. And I just wait for that snooze again, even though I'm like, I should get up. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, nah, I'm going to wait till this. Right. And then I hit it again. I'm like, ah, give we it a couple sleeping. minutes. Right. Yeah, give so it a couple minutes. There's uh, a person, uh, Jocko Will- Willink, I think. I forget his, I think that's his name. But he says, if you 
start your day by hitting the snooze button or start your day by not getting up right when your alarm goes off, you're starting your day with a loss. Oh, wow. So that's one thing I'm going to strive to do. That's that's tough. Yeah, next year is like you've already started the day as a loser because you said, "Uh, I'm not ready yet. Right, right, right. So he said that alarm goes off, you get up. That's tough. I used to be able to do it. Not so much now, but that's just a pure mindset thing. Just think it right, literally. Literally. And to wake up in that mindset, though, that's the tough part. Mm-hmm. Wake you know up. What I mean? All right, let's go. Yeah. Especially those groggy nights where you didn't get as much sleep as you wanted to. Yep. That's when it's going to be the real yep. challenge, boy. Woo! That's going to be tough. Woo! I'm going to try to implement that. If you can that. master that one, sh- you start your boy. day winning, and you got so much extra time, though. Yeah. I'm not yep. rushing to work. I can be yep. there a little early, relax yep. a little. Yep. Just extra five, ten minutes does. Crazy like I didn't, I didn't got used to rushing, which is right. awful. Yep. You didn't got used to the stress of, oh, shit. Like, I only got, yeah. man, god damn it. You do this every day. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I got used to is since I work in Columbus, there's crazy Columbus traffic, right? Pretty much every morning. So, nobody has ever mentioned to anybody that they're late. Right. There's no clocking in or anything. You just have to get to your desk to do your stuff. I've walked in 20 minutes late. And they're like, hey, how's it going? Thinking you get, got stuck in traffic. Right. Which I did, but that's because I took my sweet ass time this morning. <laughs> I hit my snooze button four times because nobody's yelled at me for being late. Right, right. I'm consistently walking into the building at 8.03, 8.05, right? And the second day I ever worked there, the supervisor told me, she's like, yeah, I got a lot of 805ers on my team. Oh, and she was like joking damn. around, like, yeah. it's just what it is. Right. But I was like, oh, I can't do that. Like, I like to be early and right. I'm a fucking eight tenner, you know, <laughs> like I've got used to being okay with being late because they're okay with being late. You know what I mean? Right. I need to self-reflect and be early for my sake exactly not for theirs exactly because you're reacting to the opinion of other people right. if y'all don't care that i'm late then fuck it why why be on right. time i'm gonna make it a seven hour 45 minute day exactly so get paid for all Dude, you are nailing exactly how yeah. the fuck i feel at work yeah but it's about challenging yourself not to be that right which gives you for the next whatever challenge that may be yep. in the future you know get up at that first alarm sound Tough. Why does that sound so hard? Because we know. Yeah. Because we know. It's a problem. We can put ourselves there mentally right now. Yep. Thanks for that feedback, though. I should man up on that one too. We should analyze that. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. So what I said. Oh, delaying gratification, meaning like in the most part, that means for me is food, dude. When I'm hungry and I don't want to cook, and I'm like, damn, I can just order a pizza, and that's my favorite food to begin with. Just being like, okay, you can have pizza, just not tonight. Right. Have it Tuesday night. Have it wait three days. You can't wait three days. Yeah. Come on. Put a 48-hour right. limit on it. When you want it right now, you could do it. Yeah. Right. But no. Wait. Man two. up and wait. Right. Wait two days. Just because. Wait. Right. Just because. Right. 
we what, you can't do it? Right. You right, a little, right, you're right. little fucking kid? Right. You a little eight-year-old right. boy? You can't wait two days to eat a pizza? Huh? You're going to throw fit? Right. Right. What, what you, you going to do? do? <laughs> what you going to do? You know what I mean? Talk yourself into right. it. Right. I want to do that type of shit more. I do, That's man. That's awesome. <laughs> I do. Just, just like with small stuff like that. Right. Like, yeah, that shit sounds amazing right now, don't it? Don't do it, though. Right. Wait till right. two days from now. Fuck it. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound so easy. Like, oh, yeah, shit, right. fuck it. Right. You know? But in that in that moment, okay. in that moment. I found if, if you oh, have that to shit do goes that, out the window. if you're trying to do that, you have to say, do it in two days, but then you have to go do something else right now. Like, to get your mind off that. Like, okay. you have to distract yourself. Yes. Because if you're like, I'm just sitting here thinking about this pizza right. that you I'm going to eat on bite. Tuesday. Right. Like, I just want it now. Right. Right. Especially when you can do it. It's just a click right. of a button. Especially with, like, DoorDash. You Stupid. Know, pizza delivery. Man. Okay. I referenced this one earlier uh, when I was talking about raising my credit score. I learned for me. And maybe for everybody, maybe I'm just dumb and don't realize that everybody has to do this in order to raise their credit score. But I realize for me, it's holding money. Yeah. Like, I noticed that the more I just kind of delay gratification and just like, yeah, you got this extra money, but why do you have to spend it? Right. Like, you don't have to. And then just like challenge myself more to be like, you know, okay. Yeah, you could have ate out today, but you didn't. Think about that money you saved, that thirteen dollars you saved from not right. eating Chipotle, or that you know fifteen dollars you not from not eating pizza, and then just do that. Okay, you did that once. Like, do it twice this week. That's thirty dollars. Like, right. you know what I mean? And I noticed that my credit score started to rise because I was pretty much using less credit. Right. You know what I mean? And then I just realized the more I I can learn to control and hold money, eventually that's just going to raise my you know. So, kind of to, to piggyback off that, it's not necessarily about the credit score, but I know a very common, you know, New Year's resolution is to travel more, right? That's a yeah. very common one people like to do. And I saw a post, I don't remember it exactly, but basically it said, you have the money to travel more. You just choose to spend it on that night out, or that yeah. bottle of wine, or those Red Bulls, right. or... That pizza, you know, right. or that sweatshirt that you didn't need, or those pair of J's that are going to be here next week. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it said, and it kind of broke it down. It said, if you could save, like, think about it, there's 52 weeks in a year, right? Yep. Save 20 bucks a week, right? Right. That's a grand. It's $1,040. You're telling me, you could probably take two short vacations on that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, you could probably at five hundred a piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I could think of some shit I can do. Right. For a few days. Right. Get on some five hundred dollars. You don't yeah. even have to have the nice hotel. Get a no. decent hotel, ninety bucks a night. Right. Something like that. Do you that can, for three nights. I will make that work. You know. Sir. Yeah, you got two three hundred dollars of spending money, and you're in Myrtle Beach for four days. But damn, I'm stuck, man. I'm stuck in right Ohio for three years. Right. It's it's because, you know, like you said, you're not putting money back, right? You're buying that extra pop when you don't need it. You're coming home after a night drinking and you're like, okay, well, I need some Taco Bell. When you know damn well you don't need Taco Bell. Yeah. And you just spent 13 bucks on Taco right. Bell. When you got food in the fridge. Yep. 
that just sits in there yep. day after day ends up going bad because you just yep. decide to spend more money. Right. But your justification out. is like, well, that pizza will be there tomorrow, so I'll save that money exactly. tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. It's frozen. This right. shit ain't going bad no time soon. Right. I'll use that. I'll just eat that right. when I don't have anything. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. I got no, money now. Right. The pizza will be there. Right. No, we got to yeah. get out of that shit. Yep. Got to get out of that shit. <laughs> um, but, okay. Uh, number six, communicating assertively. I feel like, and a lot of it's my personality. My dad was the exact same way. I'm a little, almost no, not the exact same way. He has this trait, but I think it was more prevalent in him than it is in me. And that's being assertive. There's a lot of times, especially at work, I noticed that I hold my tongue when I don't yeah. have to, right. or I shouldn't. I just don't. I just i I don't want to argue with you so bad that I'm just willing to just hold my tongue and just agree with you almost, right? Just so you get the fuck out my face. Like you know what I mean? Like you might say something dumb that I don't agree with. But I was just like, ha ha, yeah, you know, and play it off because right. I just want you to fucking leave. Right. Rather than sitting here and getting this back and forth with you about why I think what you said was dumb as shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that bad? No, I mean. Like, is that being fake? So I've always said, I've always said I can, I can work with you and still not like you because okay. it's, it's being professional. Right. So I think in that case, you're just holding your tongue because you're being professional. Right. To not. Let things go off the rails, right. and there I always be that think about tension. the culture thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I'm, a, I like to think of myself as a team guy, right? And you know, I, I'm part of. I know that everybody's a part of creating the culture. So I feel like you know, maybe not. Maybe that's just me. I think being dumb about it, but me I think younger people might think that being, being more fake, abrasive like kind of hurts the culture. Maybe that's a fucking excuse. I don't know. It's. There's a fine line, right? You yeah. just want to make sure you approach it correctly. But there's certain times where I won't say something, and I'm relatively or generally one of yeah. the most upfront people. Yeah. But it's because it's either not worth my time, or there's not going to be a benefit to it, or there is going to be a negative impact to it. Uh-huh. So, especially at work, like you just kind of cut your losses and realize like the more professional thing to do is smile and nod. Right. Right? Just accept it. Okay. Right. You know? Right. Especially if it doesn't affect anything. If it's no. just somebody's opinion, yeah, let it go. Like, it doesn't matter. But if it's something that's directed towards you, right. or somebody's trying yeah. to maybe get you in trouble, or Steve said yada, 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 Steve was doing this, yeah. at that point, fuck them, let it loose, right? Right, right. But if it's something that's not super relevant, or it's not going to benefit, or anything like that, I would say you're being more professional rather than fake. Okay. You're you're doing the right thing even though it feels wrong. Right. Right. That's my opinion. I never knew how to think about that, so you gave me one perspective on it. That's for sure. Uh being headstrong through adversity, meaning like okay, when things hit that I don't go through often. We kind of talked about that. I don't know if it was on air or not. About how, like, sometimes when I get through, when I go through stress, I get mad because I'm not used to it and I, I don't know how to handle it. Right. So it, it makes me uncomfortable to the point where I get mad with it to where I want to go through it more just so I can get used to it and be like, yeah, I, I don't get, like, I don't feel like that no more. Right. And, you know, um, 
that's kind of what I mean. Like when things happen to me that I'm not used to going through or it's stressful to deal with because it affects my life in such a way that, you know, I don't know how to easily fix, you know, instead of, you know, breaking down and kind of internally pouting. It's never external. Right. Behavioral pouting. It's internally like, oh. You're the is me. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Self-pity almost. Right. Kind of like, oh, you know, I wasn't going to do all this shit today, but no, fuck that. Right. Like. Things didn't happen. Like, this happened to me. Right. You know what? I'm going to just be lazy and lay in bed all day and just, you know, right. fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I do that. Yeah. And then the next day or, you know, two later, I'm like, was Damn, it really that big of a deal? I should have done that laundry yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? A very specific example I have of it is um, one time my battery died when I went to lunch on, on my lunch break. And I had to, I had people I could call, but I'm pretty sure they were all at work or, you know, I knew like you, there was no way out of the question. People that would do it. Right. But I knew everybody was tied up. So I just kind of called my insurance company. I got roadside assistance. Right. They sent somebody out, gave me a jump. Now, instead of going back to work like a responsible adult, I went home. I said, fuck this. The right. fucking car wants to die on me. Fuck you. Right. I'm going to punish myself and right. cut my own pay. And just right. go home. Like, today already sucks. Yeah. Like, I might as well just finish it on a good note and just take a day off work. Right. No. Yeah, you like, can't you do that. You ain't got money in the bank to just be, you know, throwing those hours away like that. Right. No, I did pay myself for my PTO. But. Hey. You, you know, that's right. not a good reason. That's not a responsible. I didn't handle that responsibly. Right. I could have done better. That PTO could have been used towards your vacation that you're yeah, saving for. Yeah, exactly. Like. Right. Yeah. Or when I really need it, when I'm sick and I really shouldn't go to work and I have that. Right. But no, I used it on a day when I was pissed off at myself and my car breaking down <laughs> and decided to go home and use it. You know what I mean? So. Right. Just just being, just recognizing in the moment when it's happening, like, okay, you don't have to pout or be a bitch about it. <laughs> it's it's going to be all right. Right. Just handle it best you can. So it'll smooth itself out. That's how I always take things is like literally the way that I don't stress about things is if something happens, like say I get a flat tire, right? And I need to go get a new tire. Like that's going to stack onto your stress level, right? Right. But for me, literally all I think of it as is, okay, that's another thing I have to take care of. That's it. That's another item that has to be done. It, there, it's no more than that. It's just, okay, now I have to go get a tire. But okay. that that doesn't come with extra stress for you. No. It's the just, bigger that list gets, the more your stress level doesn't. Nope. See, that's what I got to work on. Because for me, the bigger the list gets, the more stressful you just naturally have, I get. You just have to prioritize the list. Yeah. So like, okay, I have 10 things on the list. I only need to do two of those today. Right. I have to get that new t- tire today so I can go to work tomorrow. Right. But I don't need to do laundry today. I could wait a couple days if I feel like it. Yeah. So I always have a list and there's always stuff that are that's moving around or things come before something else. Okay, now this gets dropped down to number eight or whatever. But it's just kind of an in- internal list of this is the shit I have to accomplish now. There's no other choice. And let's just make sure that's done and then go to the next thing. Yeah. It's just always moving forward. Even if that involved taking a step back, you have to do it now. Now the only way to get back forward is to do that. So just got to do it. 
I don't know. I've never, I've never thought of more responsibilities as more stress too much. Gotcha. Occasionally, you know, it it might get overwhelming or something, but like literally, and this might be a bad thought, but like when I found I was having a daughter, I was like, okay, that's just another thing I have to take care of now. Wow. Not like, not in the literal sense, but like, okay, well. Right. Yeah. Now there's another thing on my plate. Let's figure it out. I don't even know what to call that. It, towards it is is amazing. It wasn't right away. I will okay, say that. Okay. But I mean it was relatively quick. It's like, okay, well, now you got to get your well, shit together right. and there's another thing you have to take care of. Right. It's okay. Now you got to go to work. Now you got to take care of a baby. Now you got to do this and you got to pay your bills and it's, it's just what you have to do now. Yeah. yeah, it's just part of the list. The list might have grown, but there's no other option. It's part of the list now. Right. It's a permanent part. Right. Right. It right. is what it is. Right. You just do your best to complete as much of the list as you can. Mm-hmm. Let the rest go. Yep. But cool. we'll I get got into one more. Okay, go ahead. And the last one real quick was uh, making like more small goals towards my bigger ones. Because I'll have a goal, which isn't all that big, but I realized that you can make even smaller goals that kind of help you towards that. Right. Sometimes my, my goals are too broad. To where they're specific, but not specific enough. Like there right. isn't, I don't have enough of the little small stuff I have to do in place and in order to get to the bigger stuff. So just being more aware of what I'm actually trying to do and making goals okay. for like the smaller steps towards that. Nice. And that's it. Well, I definitely like your list. Your list uh, is a different perspective than mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But those are all things that hopefully we can all do. Right. Honestly, hopefully we can all kind of be more real with everybody, be a little more successful or find different ways to, you know, move forward. However that is. Um, so I, I like your list. My list is honestly super simple. Um, because I don't, as much as people think, like, I don't really think all that deeply about things. Uh Like I think on an alternate perspective or something like that, but I don't think of them on a deep level to where I get stressed or whatever. Like, I just I just don't. So, my goals for 2020 is advance in my career. Okay. I finally found, I've talked about it a couple times, I finally found a job that I really enjoy. I love the people I work with. Uh, the job itself is very challenging, um, but I'm also humbly pretty good at it Mm -hmm. so those two things are very good for me because i like the challenge it's something that i'm not going to get bored with Uh but at the same time i'm addicted to moving forward right Right. so some of the supervisors and stuff have already kind of pointed me out to get into management and stuff all right um which I think we've talked about, like, I kind of have a bad taste in my mouth about management because of the previous places I've worked. Yeah. But the way the managers are here and the way they're treated and the way they treat their people, I know I can get on board with it. And it's more of my style of management. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very willing to get back into that role. So it's really cool that I enjoy it. It's challenging. Uh, People come to me for help. People trust me with stuff even though i'm relatively new 
So I definitely want to, you know, advance my career there uh, in some aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm really excited uh, for the future there. Uh, and then move back into a house, man. Like right. we're right. in a duplex right now, and it's great and it's cheap and it helps. But like, I want to. I want my own house again. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I've never lived in an apartment. I've lived in a a, dupl- a couple duplexes, but I've mainly lived in my own house, usually with roommates or whatever. Right. But I want to have a house again, man. I just hate, I hate having to worry about the people downstairs being too loud for them or not being able to do something at a certain hour. Yeah. You can't vacuum at midnight, right? right. Or whatever. And like on Poplar, where we live together, like... I loved that house, man. Uh-huh. Like I wouldn't want to live there forever, but just the atmosphere that we had there and yeah, just man. the vibe and it was super awesome and I just I want I want a house again, right. you know, and I'm finally making good enough money that I can I can afford that. Right. All right. So I'm excited for that. And then the last thing, however possible, uh Kind of like you said, like this is a broad thing. I don't have specifics for it, but I want the podcast to get somewhat big, okay, or bigger. Yes. Um, like we talked about, I'm very satisfied and very happy with where we're at, and if it stays that way, that's fine too. Yeah. But we're both we both invest time into stuff to hopefully get better at stuff, right? So just naturally, we want this to be more successful, um, and just want to, you know, I don't. If we could make a living off this somehow, I'd be super stoked. Yeah. But I'm not expecting that. You know what I mean? I just, I want to be able to help people. I want to keep pumping out content and keep getting those five-star reviews and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, mine are are very simple, somewhat broad, but uh, those are my general goals. And I know I'll just come, come along with more along the way but honestly i'm focusing a lot into this podcast moving forward well cool man i mean that was definitely uh a big good recap on 2019 as a year Mm -hmm. um Uh, honestly i'm looking forward man forward i've been looking forward to 2020 uh as far as you know what i, what I want to do next year like i said there's some things i'm gonna really tighten down on mm-hmm. really just try to push the envelope you know one other small thing i want to do in 2020 is get healthier too okay definitely want to take some time to eat healthier go back to the gym i love going to the gym so yeah hopefully i can find some time to do that man but, yeah. yeah with your commute that's a lot of time yeah yeah, yeah. just eating up that you really but can't avoid man yeah. we're just gonna put it as another thing on the list all right all right sir but uh, yeah, guys, we we appreciate you listening to our uh, episode twenty three. Uh, definitely had fun doing it, talking about the college football playoffs and then twenty nineteen. Make sure to subscribe, follow us, like our page everywhere. Um, if you find our links in our bios on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, uh, you can leave a voice message. Uh, on there, there are the links to the other socials as well. So make sure to like us everywhere. Leave a rate and review on Apple. Definitely the best, best way to, to get us out there. But other than that, guys, thanks for listening and have a good night. And like Jordan in 98, number 23, we out.
Yeah.